guys. What's up? My name is Jonathan. This is Comic Book Cinema. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today we have with us the Clutch King himself, the man that wears a ponytail like no one else, Mr. Jared Mayo. Hello, hello. Thank you, thank you. And also we have the unfortunate hello. Mississippi State Bulldog fan here, Mr. Luke Vineyard. R.I.P. Shade unappreciated. Uh, there's always next year. I'm a professional a mistake maker. <laughs> and Mr. Grant Watley. Green is now up and down rather than being sideways for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are going to discuss Joker over the years, the different incarnations of Joker, whether it be in, in film or in animation. What is our favorite Joker? All that and more in today's episode. I guess we could start things off with an interpretation that in some people's mind is one of their all-time favorites. A lot of people like Mark Hamill, and they think that he voices the Joker really well. He voiced the Joker in the Arkham Asylum games, the Arkham Knight games, several different of those Arkham series. He voiced the Joker and he also voiced the Joker in the animated series. And he has a very iconic portrayal of the Joker. So me personally, voice work for me is one thing, but, you know, actual performance and bringing the character to life is a whole nother thing for me. Personally, I wouldn't put Mark Hamill way up there or anything for me. He's probably like close to the bottom. What do you guys think? He's good. I, I, I like him. <laughs> I don't think he's the worst by far. I definitely don't think he's the worst. But he's also just a voice, too. I think when you're, when you're bringing a character to life, you know, seeing that real-life interpretation of him, like in the movies, is going to always kind of push the, the cartoon voice down a couple notches. I agree. I think uh, Mark Hamill did a really good job. If you hear that voice on a ringtone or on a little video bit or anything, you instantly know who it is and what it is. I think he did a good job, but just like Jared said, I think it takes a lot more to bring a character to life on the big screen. 100%. What do you think, Mr. Vineyard? I don't know who that dude is, so. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna withhold. <laughs> Mark Hamill played Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars movies. Later in his career, he started doing voice work. He also played a minor role in a Flash TV series in the early '90s. He played another villain called the Trickster. Fun fact: that's who Mark Hamill is. So yeah, just I Luke Skywalker. With... Yeah, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next interpretation we should discuss is Jared Leto. Jared Leto mostly is, is panned and hated by most fans. There are a, a small core group of fans that think that his interpretation was unique and he brought a lot to the table. Well, I'm in that core group. I actually, <laughs> I respect Jared Leto as an actor. I think he's a great actor. And he literally- Before you go on, is that related to him being in 30 Seconds to Mars or not? Possibly. <laughs> great vocalist and you know when he's when he transitioned to acting the guy has got great acting chops i think that he probably felt very intimidated rightfully so after following the best joker of all time you can see right there in grant's screen 
Heath Ledger, you know, he wanted to, he didn't want to try to be just like Heath Ledger. He wanted to do something completely different. He wanted to take elements from Jack Nicholson and from Heath Ledger and all the different jokers and try to combine them creatively. It was not his decision to have tattoos and even though I didn't mind the grill, but the tattoos were a little on the nose, especially the one that was right across his forehead that said damaged. So I can totally get why people don't respect and appreciate Jared Leto's interpretation, but I think that there was potential there for sure. What do you guys think? Jared Leto was not good at all. (laughs) (laughs) He sucked. I think he's a good actor in some movies, but he has a very specific role that he plays and he plays that really good. But when he steps out of that role, you know, like you said, trying to play every Joker, take aspects of every Joker. It's like taking a bunch of different color Play-Dohs and putting them together and you just get a gray ball of crap. You know, it's uh, (laughs) I just couldn't get over his cheesy lines. And, you know, when they're in the helicopter and he's like, it's just me and you, honey. <laughs> I just, I lost it on that. I lost it. Okay, honey. It's me and you. Let's do it. <laughs> Which is not necessarily Jared Leto's fault, right? I mean, he didn't write the lines. Right. I, I, yeah. do, I tend to agree with you, John. I thought that for sure, I actually thought, you know, making him more a more modern approach to the Joker was kind of an interesting idea. I agree that there was potential. The execution was so like I, I totally empathize with the idea that I, I, I'm all about like trying to take these characters from different angles. I think there's a lot of things you can do with it. That said, I do I, I agree. It was it was pretty. Uh, Suicide Squad was pretty much garbage. The first one. I thought the second one was better, and he wasn't in it. I will say his performance in uh, I yeah I. I wish it was on when you guys talked about Suicide Squad because I had some comments about that. But anyway, I'll, I'll go back to this. I did not prefer him in just what was the was it uh the Schneider cut? When, yeah. Like his that was honestly the worst acting uh, I've ever seen. Like even like seeing people in a uh, you know acting class or something like that that was trash. You mean his, with, with Jared Leto in that film in the little post credit scene or whatever? Yeah, where he that yeah, laugh he does. I can't imagine anybody professionally or like even in any setting doing that as a human being. Like even people with schizophrenia. <laughs> that was like that was appropriate for you know the other rendition by the the, the newer Joker than uh than than the one in that movie. But yeah, I I enjoyed the, the different take by Jared Leto as an idea. Like when I saw the credits for it, for it, you know, I thought Suicide Squad was going to be really cool. Um, I had high hopes for it, but no, it was, it was trash. Hey, don't forget, there was a lot of his performance that was left on the cutting room floor, which is why we're getting a lot of requests. Well, demands from the fans that they released the air cut, which was his original vision for the film. Similar to the situation that we had with Justice League, you know, a lot of stuff was changed and taken out. And when we got the final or the way that the director envisioned the film, it turned out to be a way better movie that made a whole lot more sense. So I think that there was a lot left on the cutting room floor that we did not get to see from Jared Leto. And I hope, hey, I'm starting the hashtag right here, guys. Hashtag release the air cut. I want to see it. Hopefully there's an entire other movie filmed because the one that I saw was garbage. But that's my comment. (laughs) It was. It was definitely was. What do you think, Jared? Is that your favorite Joker, Jared Leto? Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, 
that is the embodiment of everything that Joker stands for. What Jared Leto did, like, absolutely. No, I, no, that was total. That was total junk. And I think that his representation of Joker was the perfect was the perfect storm for getting away from the source material. And that's what happens when you get away from the source material of who Joker is. He, you could have just called him like Tattoo Man, and had him be a villain or like terrible villain character. But it wasn't the Joker. You know, you can't take Wolverine and cover him in tattoos and make his hair green and make him emo and say, yeah, Wolverine. No, that's just not who he is. They so, gave Spider-Man a skateboard and made a whole movie on that and everybody loved it. Everybody did not love it. <laughs> a a lot of people did. It, got, it did okay. Yeah, it did Listen. so well that they didn't even make a part three. I mean, if, if Luke is going to be defending Jared Leto Joker, I feel like this episode is over. I think like we're just all done. I'm not defending him, but the idea that like putting tattoos on a character ruins him, I think is all. Oh, no. Okay. Well, if I was putting out that tattoos is all that ruined him, my bad, because uh, it was his whole performance was terrible. The whole thing was was awful. And like you said, you know, he plays a lot of the same character all the time, like the rock there's this picture going around right now and it's got the rock in four different movies that he was in and it looks like he's in all the same movies because he's wearing a similar outfit he plays exact same ryan reynolds always plays the same character jared leto he was playing jared leto with some tattoos <laughs> and that's all i have to say about that. john cena too right he's uh he's playing you know the same guy every time that's fine but you know sometimes like grant likes to say you just want a hamburger and and, uh, and I think The Rock delivers that. But I'm, Jared Leto is a completely different discussion. I just think the idea of a modern Joker who has a grill and tattoos and is is more, you know, on a more, of a crime uh, more boss. contemporary. More of like a crime boss, like a crime lord. Mafia. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was okay. I was okay with that. But like, yes, his delivery was trash. But I do enjoy the idea and the attempt although it was executed poorly, just like the Justice League or, or Batman versus Superman. Like, I thought that when I saw the commercials for those movies, I was so hyped. I really, I thought that Batman versus Superman movie was going to be the best thing of all time. It was like, a, you know, I guess that was really more true to the source material. But the, the point is, like, this team or, you know, who's putting together these movies keeps on, like, having what I think are good ideas. But when they finally, we get to deliver, when the Amazon package shows up, there's a turd in it. I mean, it, it, it's just unfortunate. It's yeah. like what Grant always says. When you take all these different colors of Play-Doh and you roll them together, you still get a gray ball of crap. <laughs> yep. Hey, so... So you keep using the same colors. You're going to be staring at a very boring palette. So, you know, creativity... That's the, the whole Dark Knight Rises, right? I mean, like, we, we got an entirely new genre of Superman... I mean, of superhero movies kind of from that, right? Like... It's cool to to take these uh, superheroes and, and bring them to new places. They just kind of have, you know, crapped the bed every time they've done it. Very Almost. Well Almost. I think that the, the next appropriate person to discuss would be Jack Nicholson. When we were kids, you know, that was, I mean, obviously Jack Nicholson's a great actor. He <laughs> brought a whole different Joker that we had never seen before until that point. In a way, he almost started that more serious, you know, psychotic version of Joker that, you know, or he paved the way for Heath Ledger's Joker in a lot of ways, I think. There's no denying that. 
Would I have him as my favorite all-time Joker? No, but I think that his role in, in that movie was, you know, his performance was very iconic. Yeah, I mean, he was a pioneer. I think he did a pretty good job. I thought that, you know, that's that'll always be a memorable role. I never was a big fan of the makeup, the, the big cheeks. I, don't, I, I didn't know about that. <laughs> what do you think, Jared? I feel like you're a big fan of Jack Nicholson. I am. Jack Nicholson is my Joker. Just because, you know, I like the source material. I know Luke hates that. But uh, I, <laughs> I'm just... Not I'm true. Just, <laughs> Not true. I'm, I, he, he would have had Jack Nicholson in a pink wig and a, and a skirt, but... But uh, with tattoos. Well, yeah, that was a different movie. <laughs> no, Jack Nicholson. I, I think like you, you started to say, Jonathan, was that you know that was the Joker when I was a kid. I remember going to the movie theater and seeing that in the movie theater, and you know wanting to marry Vicky Vale and just loving everything. Like that was my, that was my Batman. Michael Keaton will always be my favorite Batman. Like it's just hard to, it's hard to break that. So I also understand that I might see this through different lens. Like it's difficult for me to see anybody other than Jack Nicholson, you know, as Joker. For me, because the source material, I mean, he had his pink, I mean, not his pink, his purple uh, pimp suit on, just like in the comic books. He had those big cheeks, just like in the, like he looked like a comic book character come, come to life and moving around. And he, there was times when he was serious and times when he was psycho and shooting a flower that had acid out of it. And, Jack Nicholson is such a high caliber actor as well. So for me, Jack Nicholson, it's, it's hard to hard to beat him. That purple suit would be dated today. It would yeah. not be. So that's not source material. I'm just saying you got to update things every once in a while. We got to try new perspectives so that, that you know, the current culture, that the movie is relevant to the, you know, current culture or whatever. But yeah, I, just, I don't know. I don't have any comments on Jack Nicholson. I know that like I'm next in line. I, I honestly don't, you know, like I didn't watch those those movies as much as a kid. I really only remember Ivy, and that's about it. So, <laughs> for whatever reason. Oh, we know what reason, Luke. We know. <laughs> so, it's so funny to me because, you know, we tried to manufacture this beef between Grant and Jared, and it never worked out. But we have some really organic beef here between Luke and Jared. I'm, I'm loving this. <laughs> We need to have we need a revamp of the Jared versus Luke. <laughs> we need we need to revamp the uh, Suicide Squad movies because the second one was decent. Oh yeah, I agree with you on that point. But let's go back to Jack Nicholson just for a second. That scene where he's in that conference room with the guys at the of the board or whatever for that company, and he literally has that electric buzzer on his hand and he electrocutes the guy until the guy basically turns into a skeleton. That was some dark crap, man, especially for like the late 80s, early 90s. You know, that was even to this day when I watched that scene, that scene still holds up now. A lot of that film hasn't aged well, in my opinion. Me and Grant tried to watch that movie like six, seven years ago on Netflix or wherever it was at at the time. And we watched like 30 minutes of it. And we kept looking back at each other like, I do not <laughs> remember it this way. <laughs> but, but, that one scene where he, he basically kills this guy like by electrocuting, by holding his hand, and then he's making these dark jokes afterwards. Like he's like, I guess he was a little under the uh, hot under the collar, like <laughs> hiding the guy's tie. I mean, he does some dark, twisted stuff. You know, I th I respect Jack Nicholson's performance as the Joker a lot, but he's not my favorite. Like I said personally, 
So let's fast forward to modern current day Joker for just a second. Joaquin Phoenix. Performance-wise, there's no arguing that he did a terrific job as the Joker. I mean, it was, in a lot of ways, that film was too heavy to me. I didn't like seeing a Joker in a world where Batman does not exist to thwart his evil doing. The way they framed it, too. Yes, they made it very realistic in the, in the fact that this particular Joker did not laugh because he was psycho or thought things were funny or whatever. He was laughing because he had this condition that he couldn't control his laughter and he would laugh in really awkward or uncool times to laugh, you know? The way they explained that and the, the, his interpretation, performance-wise, he did a great job, but I didn't like the film because it was very dark and heavy for me personally. Performance-wise, you got to have Joaquin Phoenix up there in your top three, in my opinion. What do you guys think? I never saw it. Really? Nope. Wow. Hey, you, you didn't even know who Luke Skywalker was. What are you talking about? <laughs> Here comes that beef again. <laughs> I know who Luke Skywalker is. I'm just the messing. actor who plays him. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. I mean, I'm just messing with you. Is Star Wars even that like big of a franchise? Uh, so I so Joaquin Phoenix, that movie, I, I have to say, like, like that wasn't a superhero movie that, or, or a villain movie. You know, that that really was I, I don't really even put that like with the comic book movies, because that was really a story about mental illness. Like I, I didn't, you know, I feel like it was a bait and switch, honestly, a little bit. I don't think anybody enjoyed that movie. I, I, and not, not, not to say that like that it wasn't a good, that was more art. It was more of a dagger straight to your spine, I think to, to kind of like put, show you through the eyes of somebody um, with, with psychotic features. To really put that, in a context with Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson and these others, I really think is inappropriate because this this movie was like more of a of a statement piece than it was like tell the story of the Joker, in my opinion. I can see that argument. What do you think, Grant? Uh, of course, Joaquin Phoenix is is an awesome actor. I mean, he's up there with Leo and Denzel and the, those type of caliber of actors. I think he portrayed it really well. He did an excellent job at his role, but I can't really see that translating to someone Batman would fight, really. I mean, it, it, maybe with somebody with the right vision could do it. I just can't see it. I think it was a good solo movie, but I don't see how it would play into being like the villain of Batman, really. I think it was kind of like, I don't know, but it, if you're watching a Superman movie and you watch Clark Kent do his day job or something that, you know, it was, <laughs> he might do a really good job at, you know, playing the role, but the movie itself, I felt like it wasn't a part of the comic book universe, I guess you'd say. I felt like it was just like a serious story about this guy with mental, Ill mental illness. A very dark and twisted tale that, Honestly, I haven't went back to watch that movie. That's the only like superhero movie that I've, or comic book movie that I have never went back to watch for a second time, if that tells you guys anything. But yeah, I mean, like Luke was talking about, it's basically an art piece on mental illness. And I really didn't like how they, the movie, the angle that it comes from, it's, it's trying to get you as an audience, as an audience member to sympathize with the Joker. And uh, yeah, I didn't like it. But performance wise, there's no denying that, 
there's some moments in that movie that are really like memorable and you know he definitely does a great job portraying the joker i think that for me he would probably be number three uh right underneath nicholson which is my number two that brings me to the next joker of discussion heath ledger this guy and maybe uh because luke and i are a little bit younger than jared <laughs> trying to stir some more of that manufactured beef and get you guys heated again so you so you start doing this no but that came out right at the end of my high school career 07 08 right when i was starting college and seeing that movie in the theater for the first time there was a lot of hype for the joker and people were already praising heath ledger you know this was right after he passed i was thinking like okay he's probably getting a lot of sympathy because you know he just passed away unfortunately but uh, when I went to go see the film, I was blown away, like absolutely just knocked out of my socks by his performance. The improv, you know, the way that he would lick his lips and stuff, you know, like, I mean, there was just so many elements and, and aspects to the, the, his performance and the things that he said and did and how he said and did those things. This was the first truly like agent of chaos joker this guy was a complete and utter psychopath and you really felt that come across through the screen when you see his performance for me personally i think that heath ledger is the best to ever do it and i don't see anyone topping him at least for a really long time if someone ever does top him maybe it'll be when when uh jared will probably already be uh gone and and, and left us at that point and i'll be holding a cane <laughs> Then Hugh Jackman can star in the next X-Men together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's, <laughs> Jared, go ahead. Tell us what you think, man. Well, Jonathan, I would like to compare our cholesterol and our blood pressure and all of the health markers to see who is going to be here longer than the other one. How about that, man? How about that? You're talking about VLDL or LDL? Yeah, yeah. Which cholesterol are you most concerned with? I'm not really That's a discussion I'd like to have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I just have to preface it is that, you know, I'm very much a superhero guy. I like to see a cape and bright colors flying across the screen and shooting lasers out of your fingers. So the Batman trilogy, the Nolan trilogy, it was never for me. So I just have to put that out there. Okay. Preface it. So I think that's a huge part of why Heath Ledger just never really sparked joker for me and jack nicholson did too i like that bright purple pimp suit i like the bright green hair and heath ledger was very much a dull you know scraggly green a dull purple and it was very much muted colors and, and i guess i'm just an aesthetics kind of guy i don't doubt that he can act he is a brilliant he was a brilliant actor he was great at, at what he did in in st the stuff that he did i can remember he was in the Taming the Shrew, when they redid that movie, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, he, he was in that. Um, I'm dating myself. You guys probably weren't born when that came out or whatever. No, but, I was. I love those movies. A Knight's Tale, too. That's another good one. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's a great actor. He just wasn't Joker for me, but I can definitely appreciate how everyone loved him. And it makes, it makes total sense for me that people just see that he knocked it out of the park. I think you and I are close to the same age, Jared. How old are you? Uh, 28. That sounds good. We'll be 28. I'm 39. Really? Okay. So I'm 33. So, you know, you got a little bit on me there. Yeah. It's just, it's just fun to grab that low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Especially sure Deer Rat would like it a lot more if uh, if it had a bunch of jokes like Thor Ragnarok in it, right? <laughs> oh. oh, here we go. Here we go. Now we got a two way dance going. <laughs> Some more wrestling terms for you, Jared. <laughs> what do you think, Grant? Hey, you already know Heath Joker's the best. I mean, Heath Ledger's the best Joker. He <laughs> really got into Joker. the role when it, when he enters the room. It instantly gets serious. You instantly want to see and hear every single thing he's going to say. And you notice all of the, you know, really aesthetically unpleasing things that he does. He, he was just a great joker. Uh, I can't I, I don't see anybody surpassing his uh, his performance. It, it was just too good, in my opinion. Heath Ledger is the joker. So I, I think, you know, Heath Ledger really brought some depth to superhero movies that um, maybe Jared doesn't appreciate with all the bright colors is an actual movie with some character development and some some real you know classic literary devices um, as opposed to just explosions and uh, flashing lights because I, I really I think that's one of the great things about the Dark Knight movies and uh, it, it's something that you, you really feel like it could happen almost I mean Obviously not really, but it's plausible, I, I suppose I would say. You know, The Dark Knight really, the second one should just be called The Joker because he really stole the show and, and you really don't see that that much, right? Usually, you know, the, the focus does come back to Batman. And I don't even know that they intended it to be that way. I, I haven't listened to any like documentaries or interviews with him, but, you know, Joker, I, I agree with Grant. Uh, I wanted to hear everything that Heath Ledger had to say and I never knew what he was going to do. And I, I think the, you know, catching lightning in a bottle or, you know, uh, the, the chaos that he had on screen really, you know, brought more out of the Joker character than originally maybe even the comic books expressed. I mean, uh, and, and helped you even kind of believe, right, the trauma he experienced as a child really kind of explained a little bit of, of who he was. So I, I think that he's one of the, the few actors in any of these movies we discussed that actually could be critically acclaimed for his performance. And, I, you know, that, that's just something you don't generally get from superhero movies in general. And I, I think that's why we're still talking about him today. I agree 100%, man. You know, films are subjective. But I will say this. It's, it's rare that you find... What is it? He was objectively good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that most people would agree that that's, you know if not their all-time favorite, for sure, like top two, top three. And that's the thing, too. Like, my dad, he likes the Adam West Batman, even more so than Michael Keaton. But, you know, in his day, when he was a kid growing up, it was Adam West Batman on TV. Yeah, we're going to be more biased towards what we grew up with, for sure. It's easier the older we get to be like, well, I don't like the way that they look, or I don't like who they decided to cast. You know, it, it, it's easier to be more of a critic and more picky the older we get. You know, at least that's in my experience, <laughs> I'm a grumpier, more old man now than I was 10 years ago. And also the nostalgia thing too, like, like we were talking about in our last video with Tobey Maguire coming back as Spider-Man, there's just something special about, you know, that first time we, as an audience, see something. We, we have Cesar Romero, as he played Joker as well. We need to talk about Cesar Romero for sure. I'm probably not someone that's good to talk about that version of Joker because I don't have as much of an appreciation for Cesar Romero's performance. I think that he was the first one that's ever done it like in a big way on the screen like that. He was a pioneer in a lot of ways too, similar to Nicholson, but 
personally, I, I think that any, <laughs> most any cat from Hollywood in that era probably could have pulled off, you know, like a stage actor version of Joker in the way that Romero did. But like I said, I don't have a deep appreciation as much as my dad or, you know, some people like uh, Jason Galt, uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. He loves the Adam West Batman. But what do you think, Jared? T let's talk about Cesar Romero. Yeah, so I mean, I was just a young boy when the Batman show originally started in the 60s. You know, I remember growing up, uh, you know, seeing all that stuff. So that was really exciting. But Cesar Romero was like, so they, they ran the reruns after school. So I would watch Batman. And I thought it was really cool. Like Cesar Romero was like a, a top caliber actor, Hollywood actor back in the day. He was very, very expensive to, to do anything. And so, like, he wouldn't even shave his mustache. They just painted white over his mustache. I know, I like that. <laughs> they wanted that name recognition for their little TV campy show. So, yeah. I mean, that that takes some chutzpah, you know, to do. Just like Burgess Meredith that played the Penguin. He also played Mickey in the Rocky movies. Yeah, you oh. see Eartha Kitt as Catwoman and, like, all these, Frank Gorshin, like, these guys all had big movie roles in other TV shows, and they would show up for this little uh, superhero show every week film their episode and then head out so that's probably a whole nother episode as well but i thought he was a lot of fun and cackling and uh yeah what do you think grant don't ask me <laughs> i guess i'm with them with you guys i never really watched him a whole bunch i don't think it's fair for me to judge anything about it are you the same in the same boat luke i didn't know who played luke skywalker you think i know who this guy was <laughs> yeah guys thank you so much for joining me today it's always a pleasure to have you guys on jared you're a friend of the show we love to have you back luke you're always a, a entertaining individual and, and unorthodox maybe sometimes but definitely entertaining and grant you as well mr grantley you you always uh bring the uh the dc fanboy power with you we can just see it oozing from your veins as as you're on the show so we appreciate all you guys. Jared, would you like to discuss M6P? Yeah, if you are not interested in DC at all, you would love my stuff. Check out the M6P on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the all the places that the kids are going these days. And uh, also the M6P.com. Heck yeah. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. We have a Facebook page you can check us out on. Also on Instagram, we're at Real Comic Book Cinema. Until next time, everybody. Have a great day.